Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. This is your host for the night, Anthony Amato, also known as Shimato. And we also have with us, as usual, Justin Sandoval, also known as Sandy. We are down a man tonight. T-Roll is out of town at the moment. Don't worry, we have not gotten rid of him, but he is on thin ice. <laughs> yeah, thin ice for sure. Yeah, uh, his uh, his schedule didn't line up with ours, so we no. the show must go on, as they yes. say, right? Uh, so yeah, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, for many of you who have turned off this podcast by now because you realize that T Roll's not here and you're stuck with us. Yeah, uh, you suck. But no, but those who stuck around, thank you. We appreciate yep. it. Um, if you enjoy listening to the podcast, definitely follow us on Twitter at Royal Geek Pod. Um, or, and we would also really appreciate a, uh, Apple review, uh, preferably five-star review. Yes. Um, it really goes a long way in helping out this podcast. We have been doing a, doing this a year now, well over a year, well, just over a year now. And, uh, we still would appreciate, um, the reviews and, uh, sharing it with your friends. Uh, it would just get us out there a little bit more and, uh, but yeah. Anyway, we got a uh, fun episode for you, but before we dive in there, uh, Shimato, how you doing, man? Uh, doing well, doing well. Um, it's uh, been an interesting summer so far. You know, everything's starting to open back up. You know, with everything that has been that was happening, so that's nice to just you know be able to get a little bit more back out in the world. Um, and you know, it's it's just nice to be able to get out in some nice weather. Yeah, like uh, with the nice weather and all, like like what's the one thing you've done that sh- I mean you couldn't do months ago? Like anything in particular? Like going on a hike or whatever? Uh, I mean, I have done a little bit of hiking, although that was kind of like a something that we did a good bit, you know, during the pandemic, just because you can kind of all be off by yourself and you know not have to worry about having you know being in too much close contact with people. Um, you know, it's just nice to be able to you know go to a store and you know. You know, just be able to get stuff regularly, see stuff actually be in stock for the most part. You know, that's one of them been one of the most annoying things about all this, you know, from a first world, you know, perspective is like, <laughs> right. oh, darn, you know, my favorite popcorn isn't here, which is a real issue. My favorite popcorn was out for months and I was so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't you find that strange, dude? Like popcorn was popcorn was literally out at most grocery yes. stores for what, six months? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I always some ridiculous stuff. Uh, it, I don't know. It creates a like a weird like idea of just seeing how the world actually works sometimes. Well, I mean, when you stay at home, I guess you're watching yeah. movies, and I guess popcorn is a natural oh, yeah. natural thing to, oh, to I eat. Oh, I love popcorn. Yeah. Dude, the other day, uh, watched a movie with my wife, and uh, we had popcorn, and we poured some peanut butter M&Ms in there. And oh, yeah? So good, man. Yeah. Uh, the, the the salty sweet aspect of it. Yeah. If you guys have not tried M and M's and popcorn popcorn before, you definitely need to get on that bandwagon. It is legitimately one of the best things ever. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a good choice. Um, yeah, yeah. So really, just you know, hopefully everything's getting back to normal, so I can get stuff when I want to get it. I am not a patient person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you need your popcorn and you want it now, right? Yes, like that whole thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been a, uh, pr- pretty busy week for me, um, just work-wise, uh, normal, normal grind, but, uh, I have been consuming a lot of content along the way, uh, yeah. as well. Um, I recently watched several movies, uh, <laughs> actually three to be precise. Uh, I watched In the Heights, that just yeah. dropped the, the, the Broadway production made movie form, uh quality movie man yeah. it was it was phenomenal uh really enjoyed uh the musical numbers the the storyline uh and yes there was a moment in there where i i legitimately cried uh yeah i'm not afraid to admit it i will admit it i i did i did cry tears fell from my face but yeah. uh, a solid movie uh another movie that i saw was uh cruella Actually, ooh yeah, yeah. I, I went ahead and uh, I forked out some dough on Disney Plus, uh, the premiere access of thirty dollars. Uh, I paid that money and I watched Cruella, and actually was a really good movie. I was shocked. Yeah, I've heard I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, I am more stingy with my thirty dollars, <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe I'll find another way to watch it. But yeah, thirty dollars yeah. is hard, How hard about to fork over. As soon as we finish recording, we just sit back on the couch and we'll I'll play it for you because I own it apparently for forever. Forever, but, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, forever until uh, internet goes down in the world and we're we're stuck with nothing. 
But uh, yep. but yeah, no, it was actually surprisingly good. I went into it with pretty low expectations, but like Emma Stone really does a good job of portraying the character, and uh, it, you kind of get a new glimpse of the character. Yep. Obviously, it's an origin story, but just. Throughout the movie, you can tell Emma Stone actually en- is enjoying what she's doing. Like, yeah. she actually, I don't know, she's, she's an actress who is, believes in her part. Yeah. Which, which is really good, and it comes, it, it really conveys the, uh, the way the, the character's portrayed. If the actor, actor's involved, it, yeah. it feels the same way. Yeah, I find her to be, like, an oddly underrated actress. Um, and it, she, she can lay out some really solid performances. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, La La Land. Yeah. She does a great yeah. job in that. Yeah, La La Land, um, Birdman. Um, yes. You know, she's, she's the Spectrum too. Where like, uh, super bad. Like, yes. <laughs> even there, she's phenomenal. And, and some, oh yeah, she's so ridiculous <laughs> at that. Like, uh, you you forget that 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 was one of her, that was like her breakout role. Right. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, but Easy A. Oh Ooh, man, that's dude, such an underrated easy, movie. So good, so yeah. good. I love that movie. Yes. Well, like one of the main reasons why I have an issue with Lisa Kudrow in acting parts is because of that movie. Because yeah. that role she plays and how tough she is in it is like, oh yeah, man. So so yeah, I really enjoyed Krilla. I would definitely recommend that. I recommend In the Heights as well. But uh, third movie I just checked out, uh, Luca on Disney Plus as well, Pixar movie. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I mean, let's see. Where do we go here? Um, it is a Pixar movie. So what do you get with a Pixar movie? You get great animation, a good storyline, and and tugs on the heartstring a little bit. And yes, this movie does all of that. Um, it's 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 good. It's solid. Pixar yeah. solid. They have a formula. They're sticking to it. Nothing really new and groundbreaking. Uh, the animation of going from sea creature to human form, just the way that they animate that, it does look really good. Yeah. Um, but uh, like it sticks to their their template. They have a template, and yeah. uh, I enjoyed it. Kids are gonna watch it for months. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. So I mean, check that out as well. Yeah. I mean, they know how to print money, so <laughs> that's true. Uh, and I'm gonna go ahead and I mean, you didn't watch any of those, did you? No, well, uh, while the host is away, I will play. I'm gonna say like T roll's gone, yeah. and you consume no content. Like it's yeah. like it's like you don't even care about this podcast yeah. anymore. It's, it's like, like little, it's that like that old Little Caesars commercial. There's yeah. no rules. <laughs> There's some rules. You need to <laughs> you need to actually consume something so we can talk about it. So well, if someone hadn't you know called an audible at the last minute, I did. And, I did call an audible. You know, called out, called me out, and made me watch six episodes of a very good TV show. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're <laughs> we're gonna be. We're going to be actually doing a mid-season review of uh, Star Wars The Bad Batch. Yes. Uh, so we originally were planning on doing a Luca review, but because it follows a template and it's yeah. just a solid Pixar movie, I watched it first and I was like, yo, Shimato, it's a solid movie. It's typical Pixar. Not much to dive yeah. into. But did you see that Bad Batch though? Like and so, <laughs> and so yeah, the Bad Batch man. Uh, we we're gonna dive in here. Um, the last time we talked about the Bad Batch on the podcast, we did a episode one and two review. Yes, and we, it, I mean, all together, what it was a seventy-five minute first episode, and yes. it was a twenty-five minute second episode. Yeah. So, so we're talking a hundred minutes is what we've all all we've talked about, right? Well, in between then, we've had what six episodes yep, we're at six. now, um, which you had to binge all today. Yep. Which uh, I mean, I'm sorry, I made you watch a great TV show, right? <laughs> like my bad. Um, but I've been keeping up with the weekly, and it's funny because uh, T roll. T-Roll said, after we did the episode two review, he was like, uh, yeah, why don't you guys just keep watching and tell me if it's worth uh, doing a mid-season yeah. review? The first episode, two episodes were great and all, but like, I'm too busy to, to, to consume this yeah. content weekly. Um, so this is me saying, Shimato, watch all these episodes and let's talk about it for a little yeah. bit. Um, T-Roll's away, hopefully catching up on... Uh, these episodes, but nope. uh, I highly doubt it. He actually <laughs> still thinks we're talking about Luca tonight. But, yeah. Uh, when he sees the episode drop tonight uh, and it says Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> Bad Batch uh, mid-season review, he's going to be like, what? Those, those what dudes? is going on? Yeah, I, I leave and they veer off the schedule because yep. Believe it or not, we do have a schedule. We we know what we're going to be talking about for the next couple of weeks. So may not always seem like it, but yeah, we do. Oh yeah, exactly. So <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. uh, bad batch. Yeah. So the way we're going to have this episode breakdown, uh, we are going to talk about 
episodes three, four, five, six, uh, all kind of just hitting on the high points, some low points, and then we're going to talk about the most recent two, seven and eight together. Yes. So break it up in two parts. Part one, episodes three through six, and then yeah. part two, episodes seven through eight, because yeah. uh, the last two episodes really did hang on uh, yeah. each yeah, other. We're, we're very much built together. Just the way they played out made the most sense for us to split it there, and it'll just be easier to talk about it in chunks like that so that we aren't just bouncing all over the place and creating mass confusion. Yes, so if you have not gotten to episode eight yet in star wars the bad batch i recommend pausing the podcast go ahead and open up your disney plus app binge through like shimato did earlier today yep. and uh watch episodes three through eight because uh we're gonna get into some really good star wars talk here yes all right, so uh, starting off, uh, let's just go ahead and do, in general, um, the series where we're at today, all eight, all eight episodes that we've seen, right? How are you feeling about the series? Um, I'm feeling like there are some really, there are some really good spots. I feel like right now we're kind of at a, uh, I know it's jumping just a little bit ahead, but it's kind of peaking right now uh, as a general, like it, it's really getting into like the meat of what they were trying to get at. Um, I feel like a, a lot of the episodes between three and six that we're going to be talking about first, um, there was a lot of, it was a lot about character building and it was a lot about, um, you know, uh, there, there were a lot of side missions and things like that to kind of fill in the schedule and for you to get, you know, that, th that moment where you get to see the, the character who uh, has been in the original series but hasn't had anything else in there or you know maybe you saw them in something else like clone wars and you finally get to see them back and you're like oh that's cool that's cool really you know it's really cool to see these things and remind you that this is all one shared universe yeah, so the the shared universe, you really get a good look of and feel of a shared universe. Yeah. Um, you in those first uh, six episodes, you're you're bringing in characters that are in the Mandalorian. You're bringing yeah. in characters that we've seen uh, in past Clone Wars series. Like it's it, it really feels. I don't, I don't know, man. It, it's it's united. It's it's yeah. connected. It's it's one. Yeah. Um. And especially like uh, I mean, there's an episode we see Fennec from yes. the Mandalorian series, and uh, <laughs> we see her in animated form. And the and the fact that we get to see her in an animated form, we've seen her in live action, seen her animated. Like that's like there's a chance we could see like Ray animated form. There's a yeah. chance we could see like all of the, the new sequel characters in animated form. There's a chance we can see Han Solo in animated form. Like th this Ooh. is, this is opening up the, the yeah, this is opening up the door for a whole lot of stuff just by taking that one character from the Mandalorian and making them into the, in the animation universe. Like mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a pretty big deal. Like, so you bring that up actually brings up a really interesting idea. What if they try to, so we all know that the best part of the solo movie was the ending and just seeing like the reveal. What if they play that into animated form and they bring that into this universe and connecting it? Because I feel like although it was the best part, we you kind of felt cheated because you were like, we're never going to see these characters again. Like they're not going to continue right. in really any form uh, other than, you know, just your mind playing off. So that'd be really cool if they kind of play more into, because Darth Maul is one of the most interesting characters after he is supposedly killed in episode one. Uh, like, you know, him coming back and all the thing that he does in the Clone Wars series is just, he's really fascinating as a character. And so if he were to come back in this, it would be, uh, or in some animated form, would be phenomenal. Yeah, and actually get to fulfill the fan, like, I mean, right now he's just a fan theory of what's, yes. what's happened in the Solo series. Like, okay, cool, he took over this, this mob, uh, yeah. and he's a crime lord, right? Yeah. But bringing him over to animated form again, which he executed perfection in the Clone Wars. Oh series. yes, yeah. Um, it would be really cool to see that play out. Yeah. Which there's a possibility, but I don't see it happening in the Bad Batch. 
I really yeah, don't. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not in the bad. Maybe not in the bad batch, but just Although, like the possibility of that happening would be. They awful. started interacting with uh, someone by the name of Sid, and she's kind of yes. like, uh, "Oh, hey, I got a job for you to do." Yeah. And anytime you introduce that kind of character, you kind of tread that line of like criminal yes. underground, like. You're trying to get stuff accomplished for a gain, whether it's yeah. financial or weapons or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's possible that Maul could start coming and being involved in this. But, uh, but yeah, uh, those. The, let's talk about the, the the six episodes. Episode well, episode three through through six. So, anything like what? Let's actually let's start with like what you didn't didn't like. Um, I'm still having some issues with Omega. All right. Like, yes. Okay. Like, (laughs) I I feel like she, I don't know. She, she just seems like that typical child character that's always either getting, it's unnecessarily getting the group into trouble. Um, you know, she's helpless at one moment and then the next moment she's mastery of something. Yeah. The mastery of something that seems ridiculous. Um, I'm really hoping that what that she is, you know, they've talked about her being a clone and her being the fifth altered clone, um, and how she would, it would make sense if she was maybe somehow enhanced in some way that would help make, make her, what she's doing make more sense, which is a possibility. And I, I would hope, um, I think we've talked before when we were doing the two episode one about her potentially having maybe the powers of like Domino where it's just, it's luck. Is her um, uh, is her power? I also think that the possibility that her power may be um, she maybe something has happened to the clone um, like Gene, and she is ha- what they have to pull from. She is altered, but she is altered in a good way in that she carries all the clone um, like the ability to create more clones in her. Um, in her DNA and her genome. Yeah. So, uh, Omega, the character. Um, yes. There's been some moments where I'm like, okay, she's just there to kind of give the show a plot for yeah. the episode, right? Like, uh, in distress one moment, and then they save her, and then they actually don't save her, but then she saves them. Yeah. You know that whole trope, right? So, there's something more there that I feel like I mean that we're gonna get to. Yeah. Uh, she's special for a reason. She's there for a reason. She does not like everybody else. She is, yeah. um, quote unquote, different from the clone batch as far as uh, the, the the standard clone. Yeah. She's altered in some uh, yeah, way. In some way, and I feel like that's gonna start to unravel. But like as of right now, from what we've seen through episodes one through eight, I I feel like I have not been given enough to fulfill the mystery of yeah. who she is. Like yeah. I've been getting more of the she's more of the damsel in distress who yeah. ends up saving the day at the end. And that's just a trope that's overplayed yeah. big I, time. I have a I have a terrible comparison right now. I, I would love to hear your terrible comparison. I feel like there is a possibility she could fall into the Jar Jar Binks category. <sighs> like in the sense of she's kind of useless, she's you know, Jar Jar was supposed to be sort of cute in a way, and you know, kind of bumbling, always getting himself into trouble. But in getting himself into trouble, he gets himself out of trouble in that sense. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that kind of idea. And they end up being way more important to the plot than they really should be as a character. Like that kind of idea is kind of what I'm feeling like. That is the ultimate negative of what Omega could be for this series. Yeah, uh, there's definitely some tendencies there. I can, I mean, the amount of times where you're like, okay, she's going to get in trouble this episode. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, she's going to get herself out of trouble this episode because of something that somebody said that she's going to learn a lesson from. Like, yeah, I don't know. The, the character of Omega right now, for me, at the mid-season point, uh, is up in the air. I'm, yes. I, I don't like her, but I like her. But I don't know. The, I, the, I, well, the what the what's making me cling to liking her a little bit, just a little bit, right, is the fact that she has this cool plasma bow and arrow. Yes, <laughs> I think that's like the only thing like keeping her a cool character. I, I right feel now. like oh, I I don't know if it's necessarily the nest, how, the bow and arrow, but I, I although I do like the bow and arrow, it's very cool. Yes, thank you. But <laughs> uh, I think it's because it represents 
her becoming useful, yeah. actually useful. It's true, not it just faux useful. Um, <laughs> but useful because the show's telling you that she's going to be useful. Yes. It's useful in the fact that, oh, she's actually fighting back. Yes. She's actually covering Hunter's back. She's actually looking Learning out for... Learning how to do something. Yeah, yeah. She's she's looking out for Echo while he's working on something. Yeah. Like it's and, and it's not like she's getting lucky into something yes. with that. It's like she's learning a skill. It isn't like, oh, yeah. she just accidentally knocked over this coffee can that happened to knock out the villain. Right. And then everyone's like, oh, praising her. Oh, you're awesome. You're awesome. <laughs> like that, that. That seems to be this type of situation where it's happening. Yes. Where, um, where once again, if 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 it ends up being like her skill is luck, I'd be like, okay, I can understand that if that's the reasoning for it. Yeah. But I hate that I just, trope. I just feel like the the skill of luck in the Star Wars universe is not a, not a thing or not a. I don't know, but but I. I like the idea of it. Yeah, I just I just don't see it actually coming to fruition in yeah. the Star Wars universe. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, um, but that's the, that's the only way I can cling on to if her <laughs> luck salvaging the character. You, yes, saying? to salvage the <laughs> character because, like, like I said, Jar Jar Binks is bumbling ways, and him ended up, like it, it didn't make sense. Like, how is this person mm-hmm. able to bumble his way through all this stuff and just so happen to be in the right place at the right time? And then when he does a thousand things wrong. But one thing right, and everyone starts yeah. praising them. Yeah, you know that's the stuff that is really difficult sometimes to deal so, with. So, well, let me get this out of the way real, real quick. Uh, you've definitely used up your allowances of Jar Jar Binks conversation in this in this podcast. So mm-hmm. please put an end to that right now. Okay. All right. And then, <laughs> secondly, uh, it's it's it sucks that that's the comparison. It really is, but because it's, it's true in a way, it really yeah. is. Um, uh, other thing that I did not like about the season so far. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't like how some of the episodes are feeling like one-offs. Are yeah. feeling like, uh, what's the next mission? Yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed the first two episodes. Um, as far as episodes like one through six, the first two episodes, as far as uh, seeing Order sixty six through the eyes of the clones. Like oh my that, gosh! Yes, that's been the best part. And then we are getting that. We are getting that. Uh, to some point through episodes one through six, um, it's not. However, it's not enough for for me personally. Yeah. Um. I I do like seeing Hunter. Um. Kind of dictating the the way everyone's moving yeah. in as far as their missions go. Um. And like, hey, like the Empire's taking over now. We need to actually focus on ourselves rather than the orders and yeah. missions. And then they end up finding themselves on missions. So like, yeah. it's like, I don't know. Um, I, I I want more of the clones' mindset through this. Yeah. This changing of power. Uh, and yeah. I feel like we're not getting enough of that. We're getting a, a more uh, serialized day to day mission uh, episodes. Yeah, I feel like they are remove in episodes, especially three through six. They're removing themselves from the broader picture what is happening and they're fo- they're hyper focused on these mini missions is what seems to be yeah. happening and it's nice to go on a mini mission every once in yeah, a while yeah you get you get the character development yeah. you get the uh, omega learning how to yeah. actually be useful you get that but you also get the, the hunter actually like he cares he's a father yeah. figure that kind of thing you get that um, but but it shouldn't be four episodes in a row, right? Where yes, you're, yes. or there's maybe two or three references to the fact that the empire is is gaining power, gaining power, and starting doing to flip to civilization. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, what they are doing and how much it's you know seeping into everyday life and how they are trying to make it as if you know the republic never really existed. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, but but I mean, during these missions, these episodes that yeah. are just mission based, we are getting a lot of cool stuff. Whereas, yes. like, I feel like if I wasn't a huge Star Wars fan, I wouldn't see them as that important. But like for ex- for example, we get uh, two references within this six episode gap yeah. that we're talking about here. Uh, one is Fennec, Fennec yes. from we're the Mandalorian. Really but yes, yeah, oh, well, yeah. Fennec comes into the into the yes. picture, and we see her as a bounty hunter, which we all know and love her yes. as. And um, 
we voiced by Ming Na Wen, which yes. huge fans of, absolutely huge yep. fans of. Yeah, and it's it, it's interesting because she's a very it's a much younger version of yes. of Fennec Shan than we have seen in the Mandalorian series. So it's definitely interesting to see where she came from. You know, uh, it'll be interesting to see how her reputation. If they build any into that as how like this is her building of her reputation as she goes along. Yeah, and uh, but I mean, just the fact that we were able to to see her again, yes. which is is fantastic. But I mean, we know we're going to see her more regularly in the uh, book of Boba Fett. We yes. know that. Um, but uh, uh, so that was really cool to see as far as a reference to the the broader Star Wars universe. Yeah. Um, but then another episode, which I mean, I didn't see coming at all, and I didn't think it's not it's not necessary to see it. No. But the fact that we got it was kind of cool. Yeah, and it, I'm referring to uh, the mission that the clones get from Sid to go acquire an asset or yes. a piece, and it, it turns out to be the baby Rancor that's going to end up growing up to be the one that fights Luke Skywalker yep. in Jabba's palace. Like that is so freaking cool, man. That, yeah, that. Uh, I mean, I didn't think we needed a Rancor bas- no. uh, backstory, but the fact that we got one and they 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 retrieve the Rancor from whoever kidnapped them to return yeah. to Jabba the Hutt only to grow and to be the uh, the torture or killing or execution yep. creature that we know that Luke Skywalker is going to face in the in Return of the Jedi. Yep. Like that's that's incredible. That's yeah. that's cool to see. Yeah, it's super cool and it's uh, it, it works well because what the what of course Fennec Shand and the Rancor do and other characters that are brought in also do is it helps tie the Bad Batch better to the overall universe and everything like that because although the Bad Batch was in multiple episodes of the final season of the Clone Wars, um, it was kind of. It wasn't in a ton of episodes, so it was kind of like off on its own a little bit. So it's nice to see them kind of strengthening the bond between the Bad Batch TV series and everything else yeah. by these these you know you know these like giant two by fours almost is what they're kind of working as to connect them to uh, to the universe with Fennec Shand connecting to the Mandalorian and everything like that and with the Rancor just something simple you know kind of ridiculous but it's kind of it's kind of cool as well yeah you know connecting back to the main uh main series story. As well. yeah exactly yeah. so like for example like the the fact that uh this bad batch series and the interaction with the, with the rancor uh there's gonna be a generation of people out there who are gonna end up watching return of the jedi and be yeah. like oh look there's moochie because like he has a name now it's yep. not rancor it's moochie yep. like moochie's the name of the rancor and uh so you're taking a Star Wars property that has been established for years and years and years, and you're kind of just adding that little spice to it. I mean, yeah. yes, granted, whether or not you like the name Moochie or not, but still, Jabba had a Rancor, and it yeah. turns out the Rancor's name was Moochie. So yeah. um, as ridiculous as that sounded and as ridiculous as that that concept was for an episode, it was still kind of cool to see it play yeah. out. Um, so, I mean... Any other highlights you have from the, those first uh, six episodes? The first batch of yeah. episodes. Um, it was, like you were saying, the um, her finding the the bow was yeah. really cool. Yeah, it was. Um, so, the, like, in giving her, you know, a little bit more ability to fight with fight for herself. Mm-hmm. Um and also, it, it was it was cool seeing the uh, the two sisters back for um for in the uh, yeah Rafa and Trace yes right? yeah Rafa and Trace seeing them come back and you know they kind of dropped a couple of lines here and there where you know we're obviously which we're still gonna see that played out because yeah. um, we saw at the end of that episode Rafa and Trace talking to a hologram which yes. We still don't really have any resolution yes. to, um, but I mean, they I like it's like you, you. It looks like from that point at the end of that episode that it's some for some sort of a force user type. So it could it have been feels a, that way. Yes, it feels that yeah. way. It could have been like a Jedi or it could have been a Sith. You know, they had that robe look that is could go either way with that. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of people are saying it's going to be Ahsoka, but like I, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be somebody different. Um, not really sure who at the moment, but 
Um, I mean, it, may, it could be one of the main line, um, whether it's Obi-Wan, yeah. which would kind of help connect the this universe that we're seeing branch out to other properties be yeah. set up for the Obi-Wan series, which um, would be pretty cool to see. Um, another thing that kind of stood out to me in these uh, epi- beginning episodes, uh, one through six, was the idea and the starting of the recruiting of uh, stormtroopers. Yeah. And so in one of the episodes, Crosshair is designated the commander yeah. of a non-clone uh, army yeah. or battalion, um, and it is uh, recruits, uh, people that actually signed up to be a part yeah. of the Empire. And uh, the dynamic of those people being led by a clone, uh, they kind of have that little like back and forth yeah. uh, with like, oh, he's a clone, whatever, whatever, right? Um, but then in the end, and it turns out like, okay, he actually knows his stuff. Crosshair yeah. is, is a, a true commander. and uh, But yeah, I don't know. I Just the the thought process of, oh, the clone program is, is done and over with. We need yeah. to start with recruits, people who want to be here, right? Um, I don't know. I just like that that concept. Yeah. That, that I mean, it's a very important out. thing to bring up because there is the kind of idea of you're like, well, why did they make the switch in the first place? Why? And because truthfully, to me, if you're the Empire, it makes more sense to continue with clones. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because, oh, yeah, for sure. You can program like, them. I yeah, mean, you can program, program them however you want. You can create as many as you want. Mm-hmm. So you can be as warmongering as you want. Um, and they'll do whatever you want. And then on top of that, there's uh, there's a bunch of different well, reasons. You see, here, this is the main reason why they, they did it this way. Uh, you wouldn't get Finn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody who thinks for themselves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, but yeah, no, but overall, the concept is really interesting. Yeah. So, um, and one last little thing that I kind of enjoyed was in the um in the episode where they went into the factory with all the uh, all the the droids that were being um uh that were being destroyed. It was ki- it was kind of fun see- hearing the clankers one last time yes. and just like because they're just like they're hilarious. <laughs> like they were they were an unsung. Uh, like great character from the Clone Wars series, where you got to hear them just be ridiculous. They would say like the most ridiculous things, and it was just, it was just, it, it, they were just so ridiculous. And see, hearing them one last time was just kind of nice. Yeah, the Roger, Roger. Yes, like, <laughs> so so good, so classic. Um, yeah, that's that's true. That was a it was a nice highlight, and that was the episode where it was uh, Rafa and Trace were yes. were involved, and they yeah. were trying to steal the. Uh, the plans from the uh, certain dro- uh, droids, yeah, uh, um, memory bank, yeah, yeah. from the from a, one of the commander ones, yeah. yeah. Um, which they end up, uh, the Bad Batch gives them the information, and they yeah. are unable to fulfill their job from Sid. Yeah. Um, which then we see that they now are indebted to Sid, and yes. which uh, episodes seven and eight. I feel like this is a good transition to talk about yeah. seven and yeah. eight. Let's bring it. Uh, yeah. So Sid um, commissions them for uh, more missions because they are now in debt to, yes. to Sid. For classic, uh, yeah, classic uh, penny pinching type of. You know, underhanded, scummy kind of working. Oh, where yeah, all of a yeah. sudden it's like, oh, they're charging you for every little thing. Yeah, and uh, the one thing that I enjoyed about these two is that, like, the clones, the Bad Batch, yes, uh, or like the the Batch ninety nine, right? The yeah. Clone ninety nine series. Uh, they are so used to receiving orders and carrying out missions, and now they're actually in a at a point to where. <laughs> They actually are indebted to Sid, yeah. and now they have to fulfill her missions yeah. in order to get out of that debt. Yeah. And so it's like they were fighting for a cause, quote-unquote cause, because yeah. it ended up being like the Empire at the end. But um, but now here they are again fulfilling missions because of somebody who is in the, the, the scourge of the yeah. underworld, like that kind of thing. Um, so they're taking orders from Sid, te- essentially. So, um, but yeah, the, the character of Sid and the whole introduction of Sid and how <laughs> our bumbling fool of Omega was able to see yeah. that Sid was who she sa- who she was yes. rather than the Bad Batch where they were like, oh, Sid's not here. We got to move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would, it, it, they are definitely dropping some hints about her potential like clairvoyance and things of that nature about where, or where that might lead with it. Um, they've kind of been drop, dropping those hints for a while now, but, um, 
I will say in these two episodes, there is, I, I really am, enjo- I, I started enjoying a couple things about Omega. Um, one of the main ones was her relationship with Wrecker makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I enjoy that relationship yeah. so much more than I enjoy her, the relationship that they're building with Hunter. Um, I mean, I it's a decent relationship with Hunter, and I understand like the father son type or father daughter type situation. Yeah. But I really like the you know the the, the, the and child him. and the man child, yeah. you know, having fun together, but you becoming know, friends and becoming fo- friends. And forming yes. a bond. That's, yes, that's been cool yeah. to see. Yeah, and the big thing about episode seven is like Rex is back. Yes, and uh, we we've been. We've been getting glimpses of it throughout the entire uh, season where Wrecker is fighting something in his head. He's either got a headache or yeah. something. And then the inhibitor chips are, are, are front and center here in episode seven. Yes. And Rex is like, you haven't taken them out yet? Like, what are you doing? Like, they, they could easily just come online and, and affect yeah. you. And Wrecker has been literally fighting these headaches. And he's been complaining about yep. his headaches. And then finally in this episode, he does he does turn. He, he yep. receives the Order 66. And he executes the Order 66, and he uh, almost takes out the Bad Batch um, yep. and Omega. Especially, and, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we had the, the the bond forming between them. So the fact that when uh, Wrecker is about to like choke out Omega and destroy Omega, yeah. um, it means a whole lot more because they actually took the time to form that bond. Yeah, yeah. And I think one of the most uh, underlying points of this is how they're going to feel about crosshairs in the future. Because I think up until this point, they didn't 100% understand how much the inhibitor chip actually affected people. Yeah. And or it actually affected the clones. And seeing it play out in Wrecker the way it did, yeah. I think laid out on the ground how much control crosshairs actually has, which is not a lot at all uh, of what he is doing. Um, And it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out through the the rest of the series, because I do believe in a lot of ways, the bad batch up until this point kind of thought, well, Crosshairs just kind of turned on us. I yeah, think he's, he's how they kind of saw it. He's just an a hole. Like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's always been that way, and yeah. now he's just kind of yeah, committed. He, to he this, was kind of always yeah. like he good soldier was kind follows of like orders, that. right? And then yeah, and then um. But I do feel like it could. It, it's a good way to start foreshadowing if they yeah. were ever ever able to break him of that. Yeah. You know where they're gonna fall, or maybe they're more their understanding going forward. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, obviously we have, they bring back Rex from the Clone Wars yes. series. And uh, he's re- he's used strongly in this episode as like kind of like that exposition character yes. where you... Get them he, caught up. Yeah, yeah, get them caught up. Like, okay, inhibitor chips, bad. Like, yeah. uh, they're actually a big deal. And then that triggers them in their mind to be like, oh, that's what Crosshair is dealing with right now. We need to, we need to kind of... Like you can tell that that's yeah. gonna be a storyline moving forward. That they're yeah. gonna be like, okay, Crosshair's bad, and which we see in episode eight where Crosshair actually comes to to Bracca. So shout out Bracca, the planet. Yeah. Um, we also see the planet Bracca beforehand in the video game Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order with Cal Kestis is where he's uh, hiding out at. But no, um, the Bad Batch they are there on Bracca. And they uh, remove the inhibitor chips because they need to get to a uh, former Republic ship uh, that has the technology to remove them. Yes. And then uh, by doing that, they cause, um, I guess, what, their location is found by the yeah. Empire. And uh, they're yeah, able by, to... Yeah, by the scavengers yeah. who are searching on that planet. Yes. Yeah. And so then um, Crosshair comes and they have a really cool back and forth uh, yeah. fight. Um, some verbal, some action-packed. Um, I really enjoyed the the tension of will Crosshairs kill them? Will he not kill them? Yeah. Uh, and, and in all actuality, he would have killed them by turning on the the jet engine and completely yeah. ion engine. Sorry, ion. Yeah. yeah. Um, he would have really killed them if that was the case. But uh, it just seems that uh, it was it was Echo, right? Echo is the one that thought of uh, uh, putting the grenades around there. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, then they end up uh, escaping that situation. But uh, the 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 thing here is, I feel like we're getting a lot of crosshair to yeah kind of prepare us 
to they're going to save Crosshair eventually. Yeah, I, I can see that coming, and it's going to happen. I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm calling it now. Crosshair, they're going to make a, a attempt to save Crosshair, save him from the inhibitor ship, and he's going to rejoin the team, and that's going to be that. And then I don't know what's going to happen yeah. with the final final fight, but that's going to happen. I'm calling it. What about the possibility that they go to they save him, they take out the, the inhibitor ship? And he's and he the same. <laughs> and he stays like... Good soldier follows orders. Because yeah. uh, like maybe in his mind he sees what they are doing. They are going against the what he considers to be the yeah. correct ruling order. Which, you know, that I mean, that's a lot about... Mm-hmm. Which I think it would create an interesting like dynamic and really show the um, how important choice is. Yeah. Because, you know, if the entire... Ba- like it, it, The way they've been kind of setting it up is... All the all the um, clones who had inhibitor chips, um, you know, they went with the Empire. All the clones that they have didn't, no free did, will, yeah, right? yeah, uh, they had no yeah. free will, and they do did it because they had no free will. Yeah. And all the clones that had them taken out decided to go against the Empire. Well, there's also this idea of you know when you think about w- if you had the free choice as a clone trooper, there is the idea of. Well, this organization—I mean, this is your life. This is this is what your the ideals that you have been growing up on. You were made you, for them. That you were made for. That you were you that were taught to you your entire life. Yeah. There are going to be groups of people, even without the inhibitor chip, that would choose the empire. I believe a hundred percent. Yeah. Because, I, just I because that, that is, yeah. you know, it is just na- the nature of. Beings like this is what they're used to. This is what they're for. This uh, it, it wouldn't make sense for them to go against the organization that they have been a part of their entire lives. Yeah, no, no. I mean, like I said, they were created for it. Yeah. So like they kind of feel like, oh, my life's purpose is this. So yeah. why would I veer from that or change from that? Uh, and the ones that have changed, like they really, they've had interaction with Jedi. Uh, they've, yeah, they've seen that other side. Like they fought side by side with Anakin, with Obi Wan, yeah, with Yoda. Um, so like they have that different perspective. But like, I mean, yes, I feel like there's a, str- a strong group of them that will s- stick with the Empire. But then the the ones that have seen the other side, that have seen the light, um, uh, they will obviously veer from that. Which yeah. The Bad Batch, they're a little bit different because they, they didn't succumb immediately yeah. to it. No. Um, they were able to make their own decisions. Um, and even in Episode 8, they are it's, it's uh, the Camino Prime Minister yeah. uh, says that, uh, well, not the Prime Minister, whoever the other person is who's yeah. helping them, they say that they are an asset, They that their tactical um, way of doing things could be beneficial to the Empire yeah. if they can get them alive, um, which... I mean, yeah, because the, their way of thinking, they get the job done, but it's different from what the yeah. clean-cut good soldier would yeah. do. Um, so, yeah, we're going to see a lot of that being played out as well in the finale of, like, um, the unconventional methods of getting yeah. the job done, um, yeah. but still getting the job done. Yeah. Uh, so something I found interesting was in this final episode that we've seen here in 8 uh, – Camino Prime Minister is responsible for putting the bounty out on Omega. Yeah. That is revealed in this episode because when Fennec came around, they were like, we got to find out who put this order out and stop them. Well, it's revealed in this episode that the, the Prime Minister Camino wants Omega back. Yeah. And uh, by any means necessary. And. Why is going to be the big uh, uh, question from here on out. Yeah, which is one of the reasons why I brought up the point earlier about what if she is the only viable way for them to make more clones. Like, maybe there's something in her genome that is, it was all there in a sense, and uh, the other, the main line that they use Mm -hmm. is corrupted in some way. Um, or, you know, something, I mean, they even mentioned about Rex being from the first line. What if she's the new, the, the template for the newest line of, um, of clone troopers? And what, what if the entire reason why they go to volunteers full force Mm -hmm. is Omega, they're never able to get their hands on Omega, so they're never able to put out a new line of clone troopers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can see that. 
um, being the the main thing, but like something to kind of think about and potentially may happen would be that Omega is probably something that evolved from the clones, and that being so unique and different that it just naturally occurred. Uh, that that's something that they want would want to yeah. get back and sure. try to dis- dissect more and figure out this anomaly of. Yeah. Uh, something grew from a controlled substance, and now it's its own unique substance. Yeah, uh, that's something that I can see happening as well. That, that, that would make a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, maybe even it is a, a force born, maybe or something force along those lines. Yeah, way. something that, along those lines. Th- that would uh, kind of uh, lend to the instead of being true like clairvoyance, yeah. it is a force sensitivity. Yeah, and she's just. She, I mean, right now we're seeing her trust her gut kind of deal, but in yeah. all actuality, it's the force. Yeah, I mean, what if you could create an entire army of force sensitive, yeah. and you know, clones? Maybe that's what these Kaminoans or Kaminoans or whatever are. Kaminoans. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what they're seeing. They're seeing like, oh, we have the potential to create this yeah. type of person or soldier now we are going to be useful and be hired and yeah. continue to receive the benefits of whether it's empire or republic or whatever um it yeah. does seem like the the one uh not the prime minister or the assistant or whatever is yeah. more leading towards the uh bad badge side the good the quote-unquote star wars universe yeah. good side and the, the other one is more towards the empire so yeah. or more towards the whoever pays the more more yeah. money to keep, i, I to keep think that's them. really yeah. what it comes down to yeah um, so with that being said, the information found out that they are, uh, the ones responsible for the bounty, uh, <laughs> what other bounty hunter comes to mind in the Clone Wars series, uh, <laughs> than Cad Bane? Yeah. We get Cad Bane back. Yes. And, uh, he is revealed in the best fashion possible. Like, yeah. Uh, Hunter and Omega get separated from the rest of the group, and they said, we're going to get back to the ship, and we'll pick you guys up. Yeah. They get to the ship, where it is originally established as being taken over by the clones, uh, or, or, sorry, the Empire. Yeah. Um, and they go, and all of the stormtroopers are on the ground, uh, sitting there lifeless. And even me, like when I, saw, I was watching the episode unfold, I was like, What's Uh-oh. okay? What's going yeah. on here? Is it a Jedi? Is it like who's gonna make an appearance? Like now I'm on the edge of my seats as they're climbing up and seeing these bodies on the floor. I'm like, oh my goodness, who is it? It's somebody. It has to be somebody. Yeah. And then we see posted up in the doorway. Yep. Cad Bane, his familiar hat, those blue skin face, and his red beady little eyes. Yeah. Uh, well, they're actually pretty big, but still. They, <laughs> they have a beady nature to them because of yeah. his nature. Yeah. Um, and it has a very interesting, like, it's everything slows down in that moment. Yes. Like, and it, the reveal. Yes. Yeah. And you're, you're thinking two things. First, like, oh my goodness, it's Cad Bane. And yeah. you're like, hold on a second. Cad Bane is still in existence in this universe. And yeah. we have potential to see where he goes from here and potentially in. A live action form in The Mandalorian season three or the book of Boba Fett. Like, yeah. there's more potential with Cat Bane. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, for, for me, it felt so much like The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Like, for that that standoff moment. Yes. Like, it was so, yes. like, the way it was cut, even just the fact that he's so, like, Western y himself yeah. and just, like, like, the cuts even was like, you know, eyes, eyes, yeah, eye twitch, hand, finger twitch. Like, yeah, yeah, like all that kind of stuff was very much remind me so much of the um the final scene in the Good, the Bad and the Ugly where, you know, everyone's just kind of like you're on your on edge. Like yes. who's gonna make the first move? Yes. Yeah. Um which is why like the thought of Cad Bane being like available. Yeah. Uh the Western vibe of the Mandalorian, like he would fit so well into that universe. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know how they would they would transition that to live action because he is his features are so unique and yes and just the way he looks like i just don't know uh, how that would translate but uh, i mean i have faith um the way oh, they yeah, did for sure uh, the, the way they did uh ahsoka and the way they did um oh my gosh i can't remember his character's name but horatio sands's character um <laughs> yeah. like they 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 could do it um yeah like they've done a really good job so yeah. far and uh so anyway, seeing him back, and he's he's doing the standoff with Hunter, and it's Hunter and Omega, and Hunter protecting Omega. 
Cad, he says his intentions are to take Omega, and then what happens? We have a standoff, a gun draw. (laughs) Cad Bane gets the advantage, of course, obviously. We knew that was going to happen. Shoots Hunter. Hunter's on the ground. Um, it doesn't. It's not revealed until the end that like, when they all catch up with him, that he actually is alive. But yeah. like for a brief moment there, I'm like, they just killed Hunter. This is gonna be an yeah. emotional moment here of of them killing Hunter in this series. Um, but but no, he he actually is alive. But uh, Bane does get Omega. Yep. Um, but ha- dude, the scene where they are are getting Hunter onto the ship. The first person through Hunter's yeah, eyes. So that unique. Was so well done. Yes, I loved it. It was it, so unique. It was so different. It, br- yeah, it brought a new feel to the Star Wars yeah. like era, genre, yeah. everything. Just being able to see Wrecker through Hunter's eyes and being able to see the team through Hunter's yeah. eyes and then dragging him onto the ship and then looking behind them and then seeing the blasters firing at them. Yeah. Like, that whole first person just felt so surreal, and you were like, yeah. "Wow, I mean, this is this is happening in a Star Wars uh, entity." Yeah, uh, I, I really enjoyed that, and and the episode ends with them like closing up and flying away. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot to speculate for yeah. the last half of the season. Yeah, there, there's a lot, and it, it remind it actually reminded me a lot of like the intensity and the closeness that like Rogue One got into. With their fight scenes, because yeah. it just, yeah. I don't know, it, it, it feels built, like... It built upon yeah. itself with yeah. each frame. With each frame that went uh, on, it was like yeah. building and building and building, like the getting out of there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, like in that first-person perspective, it felt, uh, even though there was never really the, like, that first-person perspective that you ever got in Rogue One, I, I just had that feel the of... Bouncing from character to character. And yeah, it just it had at. a very yeah. interesting vibes to it, and it felt, gr- maybe because it felt a little grittier than a um, traditional Star Wars fight scene. Because yeah. they're usually very glossy and very, you know, because mm-hmm. you're usually having, like, these big, glorious battles. You know, very, um, you know, uh, like I said, gloriousness to it. Right. Whereas this got very, like, into, like, the the grittiness of it. And that's how it felt. That's one reason why I love Rogue One is because it got more into, like, the, the individual, like, random soldier's point of view into it and i felt like that's kind of what they were getting at is that this is the point of view of you know just a a a person who is living through war yeah um man it was such a good close of the episode um but i guess moving forward like the big questions that i have and kind of like speculation wise as far as what the series holds left questions like who was rafa and trace talking to on the hologram um, what is going to happen with Omega and Cad Bane? Because Cad Bane's not going away. I mean, he's going to at least be in one more episode, yeah. for sure. Um, like, what's going to happen there? Uh, because Cad Bane was brought into the picture, like, do we have the potential of seeing a young Boba Fett come into the picture yep. as far as a bounty hunter goes? Um, uh, is Omega really that significant? Like, these these are the main questions that I have going forward, and yeah. I need answered. Like I don't want a setup for uh, a different Star Wars series or animated series. I want answers now in yeah. the, in this Bad Batch series. Well, it would be really interesting about Boba. Would be I feel like he, um, although his first like hate is the Jedi, I he he doesn't. I could see him having a not very good relationship with the clone troopers either in a, like it would be interesting to see them interact because of, they were kind of seen as the, as the, uh, like the long arm of the Jedi in a lot of ways in the clone wars. Right. Um, so, you know, him interacting with clone troopers Mm -hmm. could be a very like, you know, iffy situation. And I mean, I thought the person that was in the cloak was just Rex. You think so? I feel yeah. I feel like because like in the next mo- episode he was just he was in the They're same cloak. all cloaked away. Yeah, I felt like I felt like literally. <sighs> I just had more. You felt like it should have been more than yeah, that because I, I see. I feel it felt like it was a misdirect. Is really okay. what it was. Was it was supposed to look like Rex, or it was supposed to it look like, like a Jedi, Jedi or a Sith, but it was yeah. really Rex. That's why. I, that's I th- what I, I think, think there's it is. more to it just based on the information that they were trying to gather. I mean, yes, Rex is still working for the yeah. Republic and trying to advance the Republic's. Agenda, but 
the information that they had, I mean, would benefit Rex easily. But I feel like it would, in the hands of somebody like a Jedi or uh, even like take it to the other other side, like yeah. Darth Vader or something, like it, it like because it could have been either or. We didn't. We yeah. The music sounded like it could have been a Sith, but they're the two characters in in general. It could have been a Jedi. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I feel like there's more there. I mean, the Rex is the e- the easy way out. But I mean, let's get creative here, man. Let's 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 play it out and see if it is something more. Um, I mean, it'd be cool if it was something more. But I felt like yeah. it was. It felt like a misdirect to me. It felt, okay. especially with the way that they Which introduced Rex that. the next episode. Right. I can see that. I really can. Um. The as far as Boba Fett goes, uh, I mean. What uh, what better way to I mean this year the book of Boba Fett's coming out late late this year December yeah. so uh, get him on people's minds talking about building up the hype then to introduce him here again a younger form of him yeah in a series not necessarily um, has to do with his vendetta against like Jedi's or anything like that but like establishing himself as like a a, a, a legit bounty hunter yeah like. Maybe even coming in and like scooping the bounty out from Cad Bane and defeating Cad Bane, yeah. like the uh, unfinished footage cutscenes from the the Clone War series where Boba Fett actually quote unquote kills Cad Bane, which obviously that's non canon right now, but yeah. this could potentially make it canon if they do have a battle. Um, and Boba Fett does do that, gets Omega back, and then a Boba Fett is the one to return Omega to Kamino. First off, being from Camino, that would have just come full circle. Yeah. Um. So that, that's that's cool to speculate on, but then also like, uh, seeing Hunter and the rest of the team's resolve uh, and their motivation for getting Omega back, like that's yep. gonna be interesting to see. Uh, hopefully it's not Omega bumbling her way through to get free and yep. then finding her way back to them. I really want them to the Bad Batch. I'm referring to. To be the ones to move the stars to get to get to Omega yeah. to to just show the the bond that they formed rather than Omega being like oh I slipped I fell down a garbage chute and now I'm falling into this uh, and I knock over yeah. like the guard who just so happens to fall <laughs> over to hit the button that l- lets me go yeah you know? oh yeah that opens the door to where Hunter and the gang is on the other side yeah. like no some ridiculous no no like no, that. no, yeah. no no we might get or, that I don't know what if uh what if he feels like uh uh-uh. what if he feels what if Bo were to feel a little bit of uh I don't know, remorse for her as he was the you know the the clone variant, like Yeah, uh, like clone, or her being like the child yeah, the clone variant, like her being this child, you know, version and he sees, you know, I don't know. Himself and her? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Like not yeah. really being a part of the you know Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can also see the reveal of like Omega and like maybe she is somebody um, bigger. Uh, yeah. That maybe Omega, she like ditches that name for another name. That name that we re- is revealed is something more. I don't know. Ma- ah, I'm just yeah. speculating here. It, maybe Omega is somebody that we are familiar the with. Alpha and the Omega. Uh, or, <laughs> or even like. I mean, it's been thrown around like maybe she's uh, Ray's parent or yeah, something. I've something heard that. Like, yeah, I've heard that around going around. Uh, so yeah, just a, a lot going on. Um, we uh, are eight episodes in. Uh, <laughs> there's tons to speculate on. Uh, Star yep. Wars is so vast and huge right now. Um, Star Wars fans are known for being like very petty and very yep, uh, for sure needy. Uh, but I do feel like overall the general consensus is the Bad Batch is hitting all the right spots, like the yeah. Mandalorian has. So, uh, I've been really encouraged so far with the Bad yeah. Batch, um, but I, I, I mean, there are some some low points, but uh, overall majority high points, and yeah. I, I'm enjoying the series. The trajectory as, a whole. as well. It's yeah. going, like the last two episodes were really, really, yeah. really good. Yeah, like I mean, we may even get a Cal Kestis. Like I yeah. don't know. Like I, maybe we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see, man. Uh, overall, enjoying the series, though. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're not doing episode by episode breakdowns of this, but, uh, we will, whether it's Shimato and myself or the three of us, we will be doing a season finale. Yep. Maybe a series finale. Whatever that whatever, is. Whatever it is. continue to, uh, link yeah, in the series, apparently. There's, yeah, there's some sources saying there's 14 episodes. There's some sources saying there's 16 episodes. 
Uh, either way, I felt like the reveal of Cad Bane was worthy enough of uh, of talking about this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we will um, come back uh, around to the series for the finale. Um, uh, hopefully, bringing T Roll into the batch uh, to to talk about this. But uh, but yeah, uh, any final words, Shimato? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it has a lot of promise, uh, and I have been talking for a long time about wanting to see more things from the clone trooper perspective, so this is definitely filling that need for me, um, and just, you know, I feel like as long as they stay on this path of, you know, digging deeper into how they're reacting to Order 66 and dealing with the switch from the Republic to the Empire, uh, as long as they stay close to that storyline, I think it's going to be a lot of really good stuff that they're going to build. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about the, the trajectory of this, uh, this series. Me too. Me too. Um, it's, it's very exciting right now to be a Star yeah. Wars fan, uh, knowing that... Not only do we have the conclusion of Bad Batch to look forward to, but we also have the Book of Boba Fett coming out later this year. So, uh, Star Wars fans, we're getting our fix. And uh, it's very high quality so far as far as storyline and production goes. So, we got a lot to look forward to. But, uh, but yeah, uh, we are going to go ahead and call this T-Roll-less episode uh, uh, over. Um, T-Roll, we missed you, buddy. Uh, couldn't have you here. It is what it is. Uh, hopefully we did you proud. Um, but, uh, yes, T-Roll will be returning next week. Uh, I mean, everything lining up perfectly. Yes, he should be back. Um, but, yes, for please check us out on um, Twitter, at Royal Geek Pod. Um, you can follow us on all major listings, uh, Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, we really appreciate you guys for listening and sticking through uh, this long with us. I know this has actually turned out to be a longer episode than Shimano and I planned. But, uh, hey, uh, you keep uh, the two people who are very knowledgeable of Star Wars talking, uh, you're going to get a long episode. Uh, so, anyway, uh, we appreciate you guys out there, and uh, we will see you next time. You peasants. 